Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Well, hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. My name is Dr. Jessica Rothmeyer, and in today's episode, we will continue to discuss how to detox the mind from the false worldly teachings that are all around us each and every day, so that our souls can begin to thrive in God's will and His intentions for our lives, for each born-again believer to walk in freedom mentally and spiritually. Today is a crucial component in being able to do that. If you've been a Christian for any amount of time, or perhaps you're someone just kicking the tires of faith, you have certainly heard people talk about having righteousness in Christ. What does that mean exactly? First, if you missed last week's show about false identities and the effects they have on keeping you from knowing and being grounded in a godly identity, please go back and take a listen. Once we can begin to form a truth based perspective of who we are and whose we are, then from this place of believing that you are adopted and reconciled to Father God, the next step in divine health is to understand that you were made holy. You received right standing before God through Jesus and what he did at the cross for you. And to acknowledge this in a humble and awe-inspiring way every day of your life. Do not become complacent or take for granted the incredible and brutal cost that Jesus paid so that you might become holy, that you might be worthy of eternal life. Because with him, without surrendering to his leadership in your life, or if you do not give up your whole being in exchange for the role of being a bondservant to the triune Godhead for all eternity— then you have missed the point. You will not only open many doors of mental, emotional, and spiritual attack in your life, but you might come to the end of your life and stand before the Lord and he will say, I'm sorry, I never knew you. Matthew 7.23 Complete surrender is the first step, but faithful and lifelong homage of who Jesus is, of submitting yourself to his lordship every day, even when it is painful, is the definition of being a Christ follower. When Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 16, 24 to pick up your cross and follow me, to deny themselves their own wants, needs, and desires in exchange for God's will in their life, that was no joke. It was not an inspirational metaphor. Jesus would demonstrate for them, for all of us, what exactly those words meant to literally suffer and die for us on a cross so that we could be forgiven, made holy, and become the righteousness of God. Webster's 1828 Dictionary defines righteousness as this, just before God by the divine law. From the very beginning, after Adam and Eve sinned, of course, God's divine law was that a sacrifice was needed to atone or pay for the sins of man. Because God is just, and he is a king whose decrees are irrevocable, 
Throughout the Old Testament, priests and the servant leaders of God sacrificed pure and perfect animals on an altar. That the spilled blood was a sign of the covenant between God and his people. That in order to stay in right relationship with him, due to the fallen and sinful nature of man, the divine law required that frequent and blessed sacrifices needed to be made. But then God sent his son Jesus into this world to become the spotless lamb, who would die for the sin of humankind, male and female, master and slave, Jew and Gentile, for all time. It is by the shedding of the blood of Jesus that our sins are forgiven, and we are then put into right standing before God. Now, this spiritual exchange happens the moment we give our lives to Christ. We no longer need to make a blood sacrifice over and over. We have been forgiven of past, present, and future sin. With that being said, why does it seem so difficult for Christians to believe this to be true? To no longer walk in guilt or shame of their wrongdoings? To fall into old patterns, causing them to continue living with sinful thoughts and behaviors? Are they truly not saved? Was the blood of Jesus not enough? Are they simply not trying hard enough to live a righteous and holy life, one that would please God and emulate the likeness of Christ to those around them? So now we turn to the language that we've heard so many times in worship songs, sermons, and Christian books that we must first learn our identity in Christ and then stand in our righteousness before God in order to live a life of freedom, to walk in the fruits of the Spirit, such as love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. But how? Isn't it easy to forget some days that we have the mind of Christ? Are we not tempted by the world around us to act out of frustration and speak with harsh words or gossip? For many years, I've encouraged my clients who are new to understanding their identity in Christ to recite one verse every day that spoke to this very thing, that they are a son or a daughter of the Most High King because of Jesus, a reminder we all need on a daily basis, not by our own efforts or merit, but by grace that we have been saved. Isn't it about time we start acting like it? But the only way to retrain our minds to do so is to first detox from all of our worldly teachings about how we must work hard to be good, how we are loved because of how we act, or only if we please the person and meet their standards for whom we're trying to receive approval, whether that's our earthly parents, our spouse, or even our heavenly daddy. It can be so tricky to stay in the mindset of being made righteous and holy when our sin nature and the lies of the evil one whispers in our ear that we are inherently broken and no good, that we will never be completely loved by God or anyone else for that matter. So many people, even many Christian believers, believe they are unworthy of unconditional love. They have been told over and over through the rejecting words, actions, and heartbreaks they have endured throughout their lifetime. So it must be true. But God is not a man. He does not operate like anyone we know here on the earth. 
He loves because he is love. He is the inventor and creator of love. He made a covenant with us through Jesus to love us for all of eternity, not because of who we are or what we do, but because of who he is and what Jesus did on the cross on our behalf. Being able to stand in this mindset, to walk in confidence of our identity, that we are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians 5.21. If we stand in this truth that Jesus is the only intercessor and mediator we need between us and the one true judge, God himself, then we can continually detox from the lies of this world, from the hurts and wounds caused by those around us, and even protect ourselves from the flaming, accusing darts of the enemy that attack our identity from every angle on a daily basis. We can resist our own negative self-talk and prevent taking offense by unloving or rejecting interactions with others. So the first step is understanding everything you ever need to do, be, or accomplish in order to go to heaven and be in right standing with God was done in and through Jesus by his death and resurrection. But you must earnestly surrender your life to him, and not just once, over and over all the days of your life until you meet him face to face. Without constant surrender, you are at risk of being separated from him and your righteousness through him. Scripture says to seek him with your whole heart, mind, and soul. Then, one must desire to understand what Jesus was like in order to walk in that full identity, to know who you are representing, which is why we all desperately need to read and study the word of God. On my website, kingdommindset.global, under the Resources tab, click Downloads, and you will find a list of declarations based on God's Word about your identity and righteousness in Christ. Read them often. Recite them throughout the day. Speak them over your spouse and your children. Then ask the Holy Spirit to unpack them for you, to give you deeper revelation into the meaning of these God-breathed words. Ask him to show you specifically how understanding these truths will keep you in divine health. Then read the Gospels. Study the nature, the speech, and the interaction Jesus had with those around him, his family, his friends, and his enemies. What kind of stories or parables did he teach, and why? In what ways was he trying to teach us to be like him? And as he often stated, he only did and said what he saw his father doing. So ultimately, it is to shape and mold us even more into the likeness of God. As we learned last week, we are already made in his likeness simply by who he made us to be, formed in his image. But through our desire to follow Christ and allow the Holy Spirit to transform us by aligning with our identity of righteousness, we are more and more sanctified each day. And with this pursuit of godliness, your hunger for more will only increase, I promise you. So as you read about Jesus, once again, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you a deeper God-given understanding of who he is. Not something you could achieve in your own intelligence. Rather, it is through divine revelation that you would know him better. 
I first incorporated this prayer in asking the Holy Spirit to reveal things to me about who He is, who Jesus is, by studying 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10-13. through 13. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depth of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of the person which is in him? So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. After many years of being a Christian, God spoke to me through this word and reassured me that I was not to rely on my human intellect or my ability to discern with my rational mind these scriptures. Rather, I was to be ever dependent on the Holy Spirit to reveal and interpret these spiritual truths for me, because it is only through His Spirit that the deeper things of God can truly be incorporated into our lives. And in order to do this well, it was crucial for me to live in relationship to and be very in tune to the leadings of the Holy Spirit. It will not be helpful to ask the Holy Spirit to guide you and reveal more of who God is if you do not know Him intimately. That is why many surface-level Christians fall away from the faith. They never pursue authentic intimacy with Christ, staying in the infant stages of expecting God to reach out and do all of the work in their faith relationship. So, to accept and stand in the fullness of what Jesus died to give you, you must be ever seeking for fresh revelation of more of who He is. He delights in seeing the benefits, the inheritance of what His sacrifice was meant to establish. Eternal life, yes. Forgiveness of sins, of course. But also freedom from shame and condemnation in this life. Jesus said he came to give you a life more abundant. But will you be able to hold on to the truth of his identity, his literal presence in you, so that you might become salt and light to the earth? Once you have started to embrace your identity in Christ, training your mind to reject the lies of Satan about who you are and the false beliefs about who our good and loving God is, then you are ready to connect on a deeper level with the expert on God and his word, the Holy Spirit. As you read about Jesus and observe his words and interactions with others, ask the Holy Spirit, show me more about that. Help me to understand it deeper. Help me to desire to live that out in my life. Transform me, Spirit of God, from the inside out to express the love of Jesus in genuine ways to those around me. I'm really excited for you to put this suggestion into practice if you don't already do so. When I began to specifically ask the Holy Spirit to give me revelation about Jesus, I could not believe how my perspective changed how I detoxed even more from the false beliefs I had previously held about God and my own identity, and most importantly, how I gained a burning desire to live out those Christ-like attributes to the best of my ability through the mercy and grace of God himself. This is the key to our ongoing ability to persevere and maintain a stance of spiritual protection, to firmly stand in our righteousness in Christ. 
which in the kingdom is everything. Join me next week as I discuss the most common lies taught by the world that keep people in bondage. This is such a vital key to freedom mentally and spiritually that it will be a two or three part topic. So be sure to tune in. Until then, may God bless you in your mind and in your spirit. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would invite you to subscribe to the show and share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you.